0: Welcome to the Herd and Ten Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Furtinsky.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Herd and Ten Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Furtinsky. You can find me on Twitter at NFL. You can also check us out on any of our social media accounts on Instagram, on Facebook, and Twitter at HerdAnd10. We're posting there on a daily basis, so if you're looking for more Buffalo Bills content, that is the place to check out. So we have some exciting things for this episode. In the second part of this episode, we will be playing a recording of myself and Annie McNamara talking all about the Buffalo Bills, talking about what his thoughts are on the Josh Allen contract and a few other items. Andy McNamara is a great guy, really knowledgeable. He is a Browns fan, but he really understands football exceptionally well. He's a writer and broadcaster for Sportsnet, so this guy's big time, and he's got really a ton of knowledge to bring to the table. So in this first half of the episode, I want to just cover the Bills' first preseason game. Which, of course, ended in a win. Like all preseason games, you never know what you're going to get. The Bills win a tight matchup, 16-15, to 15, against the Detroit Lions. The Bills now will be taking on the Chicago Bears. And it's going to be interesting to see who shines in this upcoming game. I really, though, want to focus on the previous game because there are some takeaways that I have from it and that I've read about that people really feel showed um, and were quite apparent in the first game. One being Levi Wallace. He is winning that cornerback two position against Dane Jackson. Once again, Dane Jackson did not look particularly good in his 2021 debut in preseason. And Levi Wallace not only looked better than dane jackson but he actually looked really good it's it's interesting i want to take some time here because myself and a lot of other people have felt that levi wallace just keeps winning this cornerback two position because there's no one else and to an extent that is true the bills have not made a great effort to bring in other guys who can really step up and take that position from him however He does continue to look pretty good. Is he a great cornerback? No. But he does look like he's an NFL cornerback. And yes, you would like to have someone better. But if you can't find that right fit, if you can't bring that guy in, there is nothing wrong with Levi Wallace across from Tredavious White. He still gets the job done. He still plays good fundamental football. Yes, he's not the fastest player or the most physical player, but he gets the job done and does a half-decent job. So, yes, Dane Jackson could be great. Maybe he'll develop into something. But at this moment in time, there is no question that Levi Wallace appears to be well ahead of Dane Jackson. And I thought it was really apparent throughout that first preseason game. I thought Levi Wallace looked pretty good. I thought he looked comfy. I thought he looked steady. And Dane Jackson looked nervous and didn't look trustworthy. You want to trust your defensive backfield. And I do not trust Dane Jackson in our defensive secondary. But I do at the moment trust Levi Wallace a hell of a lot more. So that's the first thing to take from that. That it looks like Levi Wallace, it's his job to lose. And Dane Jackson has to do something incredible over the next couple of weeks to change that which I don't think is likely at this point. The next item is the Bills defensive line. It looks really good. It looks revamped. And man, oh man, Gregory Rousseau has got something special. I think it was the second snap of the game and he got a sack or was the third snap? Regardless, he looked really good. He looked fast. He was active with his hands you can see that he is learning how to use his length and use it really well. I was really impressed with him. FA Obata also was pretty impressed with him as well. So the additions that the Bills have made so far are showing up. And this is just the preseason, so you better believe it's only going to get better. I would say right now, I don't have any more concerns about the defensive line. I think they're going to be fast. I think they're going to be fit. And I think they're going to be one of the best in the NFL. I would not be surprised if the Bills' defensive line is in the top five by the end of the season. Just when you look at the sheer depth they have and the quality of the talent that they've added, I think you have a really dangerous mix there. And I think the Bills' defensive line is going to be something special this season. And we know they need that. If they want to take on a guy like Patrick Mahomes, They are going to have to have an impressive defensive line, and they appear to have that. Now for the Davis Webb, Jake Fromm situation, if, if I may call it that. You have Davis Webb, who is probably never going to be a starter in the NFL. I think it would be even challenging to see him as a backup. Maybe, you never know. And when I say backup, I mean second string. I don't know if I trust Davis Webb as a second string. Granted, it's only one preseason game. But I think I've seen enough from him. I know what he brings to the table. He has some athleticism. He's an option as a third string if you have no other choice. But he's not a great choice. Then you have Jake Fromm. Who had a great college career. Falls to the fifth round. The Bills surprisingly take him when they have Josh Allen. And it appears that they took him because he was the best player available. But it doesn't seem like he was the best fit available. And I'll talk more about this with Andy McNamara later. He actually changed my mind about Jake Fromm and that whole situation. So it's interesting to stick around for that. But this battle, in my opinion, is over. I just don't see how the Bills can keep Jake Fromm and Davis Webb. It's possible that one could be the third string and kept as a third string on the roster and the other goes to the practice squad. However, I don't think that's likely. I think the Bills are going to be rolling with Josh Allen and Mitchell Trubisky and then I think it's going to be between Davis Webb and Jake Fromm to make the practice squad. And there is no question that Davis Webb was a really good practice squad player. The Bills really liked him on scout teams. And presumably that's where he's going to go again this season. So where does that leave Jake Fromm? I think it might leave him on the outside looking in. I think it leaves him trying to find a new landing place in the NFL. I could be completely wrong. But after watching Jake Fromm, yes, the Bills won. Yes, he had a couple good plays. But there is something very apparent with him that is lacking his arm strength. The arm strength is not there. He also doesn't have any mobility. He reminds me of an old statuesque Kyle Orton. For those Bills fans who watched the Bills then and saw Kyle Orton, Jake Fromm has a lot of that look to him. And that's concerning. I don't want a guy that can't move. It limits the number of plays that you can use In the playbook, it certainly limits Dayball and his creativity. And I don't think that you can really be that in this new NFL. I think you need some mobility. It's not to say there aren't quarterbacks that have had success that don't have, a.k.a. Tom Brady. But for the most part, these new quarterbacks tend to have some form of mobility. And I just don't think Jake Fromm has that. So I don't think he's the answer. Not to mention, he just doesn't look very good. He looked indecisive. And once again, the arm strength. Some of these things you cannot teach. And I just don't think that Jake Fromm has the raw talent at this point to take it to the next level, to actually make the roster and actually be a player that we would want to rely on if all else went to hell. And that's really where I'm standing right now. I think Davis Webb will make it. I think he'll make it to the practice squad. And I do not think Jake Fromm will be a Buffalo Bill by the end of preseason. The last player I want to talk about here is Andre Smith. Man, that guy was all over the place. He looked really good. He impressed on special teams. And he made a few big plays during the game. And he actually had a massive interception. But it did get called back on a nonsense call where they claimed that Obada had roughed up the quarterback and got a roughing the passer call, which was complete bogus. But his hands look good. Andre Smith has decent hands and he knows where to be. He's making a real case. To be the primary backup for the linebacking core. I really liked what I saw in Andre Smith. And you know what? His speed was really impressive. I honestly did not realize that he had that kind of speed to get sideline to sideline that way. So I was really impressed with him. I think when you look at this overall, I think we saw the most positives come from the defense. Of course, Josh Allen didn't play. A lot of the main players on the offense didn't play much. But really, the defense shined bright. And that's good to know because the defense was not very good last season. And we knew that the Bills needed to improve. And it appears that they have improved their defense significantly. So I'm going to end this here. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we get right back, we will be talking with Sportsnet's Andy McNamara. Thanks. Welcome back to the Herd in 10 podcast. We are joined by Andy McNamara from Sportsnet. If you don't know Andy McNamara, he's a sports broadcaster and writer for Sportsnet. He's really focused on fantasy sports. He's also an analyst and a writer for them as well. How are you doing today, Andy? Tell our listeners where they can find your content.
0: Absolutely. Well, great to be on with you guys. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I post everything there at Andy MC 81, Instagram at AndyMC sports and uh, a lot going on as well with a new project. I'm uh, head of football operations for in the uh, UFFsports.com ultimate franchise fantasy sports and specifically the uh, ultimate fantasy American football league that we're, we're kicking up, which is the, the really the ultimate professional fantasy football experience. So, yeah, great to be out with you guys, and a uh, lot going on. Yeah, no, that's exciting
1: stuff. Look, you're 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 doing a whole slew of different things. You're <laughs> the best guy to be coming to with anything related to, I'm sure, fantasy football, but also NFL in general. What I want to cover here first is, of course, Josh Allen's massive contract extension, mm-hmm. which I believe will not kick in for another two years, but he signs a monster deal. He's now with the Bills for a lot longer, and you know you hope things are going to go well, and he'll re-sign and stay with the Bills for the rest of his career. I want to get your thoughts on both the contract itself and Josh Allen moving forward, what we can maybe expect from him, not just on a fantasy basis, but also just on a standard football basis and looking really at his stats for the upcoming season.
0: Yeah. uh, First of all, I have been a Josh Allen truther since the draft process. And every year it seems that coming out of the draft, there's a quarterback that sort of leaps up and you didn't really expect it, unless you're a hardcore college fan, but from the, the general public sort of pops in, you know, that was kind of Zach Wilson entering this year it Was Carson Wentz once upon a time, it was Josh Allen in his year. And the thing I have been the most impressed about with Josh Allen has been his steady progression and development. And you don't often see that in the national football league with raw quarterbacks. Like how many QBs are like, well, he's got, got a lot of talent goes to a team never gets a shot or disappears or gets in and and is awful for Josh Allen from his senior bowl progression. Because remember first was a guy, guy can't, uh, his footwork's no good. Okay. Well, he worked on that. Oh, well, he can't accuracy with the deep ball. worked on that throws too hard for the short passes worked on that progression and steady growth through the draft process through his first few seasons in Buffalo. And each year he picks something up. And you add in that mobility with the size. I honestly feel that his contract, as big as the numbers seem, when it actually kicks in in a couple of years, I think you're going to be looking at that as a bargain for Josh Allen, the talent he has. And the scary thing is that guy hasn't even reached his ceiling. Like that's what's scary. He can still get better. And he's already one of, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Fantasy-wise, I personally, my personal projections I have up on sportsnet.ca, I have him as my top-ranked fantasy quarterback ahead of Patrick Mahomes, ahead of Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray. I have Josh Allen as the number one.
1: Yeah, it's 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 awesome to hear you say that. It, it is exciting to find someone who's really been sticking by him from the beginning. I personally was not on the Josh Allen train at the beginning, but I quickly jumped on even just after his first season. Like you talk about, firstly, the raw talent alone and his determination to continue to develop. And it should be noted, he didn't come from a great high school program. He didn't come from a great college program. He needed a lot of development. A lot of guys who are six foot five and can run a four seven in the 40 usually have a lot more development earlier on in their career, which means they're usually more prepared for the NFL and you can have a better expectation of what they're going to do in the NFL. He didn't have that kind of development. So we didn't know what his ceiling truly was. And you see now he can be taught. And if he's trained by really good people, and if you put really good coaches and really good players around him, he can become, like you said, one of the best NFL quarterbacks. And there's no question that he can get better. So it is exciting to hear you say that the next thing I really want to cover here is more looking. If there's anyone who stands out to you that could maybe explode onto the scene, not including of course, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen and the top tier players, but maybe there's someone who catches your eye that could really strike when the iron's hot. When you look at the bills offense, particularly, is there another guy there though who might explode this season?
0: Well, first, I just want to touch on your your Josh Allen uh, point to continue the love fest for a second. And the fact that he went to the st- stability of the Buffalo Bills, which imagine if he went to the Jets with poor Sam Darnold. Imagine if he went to the Cardinals, poor Josh Rosen. Heck, even to the Browns with, with Baker Mayfield, who had to overcome so much. It was the rawest talent with the highest ceiling, but also bust potential. I see the same thing for Trey Lance. That's just sort of a... A bow on Josh Allen, we, I, I could gush on uh, about him all day. Now, the fantasy question with these, with these other pieces, of course, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen are, are the big dogs. What I hate in fantasy football is committees at running back, and we have so many of them. And unfortunately for the Bills, it even got worse. Now, real life-wise, they're in a good spot. Fantasy-wise, I don't want any of them. I don't want Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. Now you throw in Matt Breida, and that's the extra reason I don't want because because is a better pass catcher than both of those guys. So how is he going to be used? Fantasy-wise, I would, uh, I would not consider any Bills running back as anything more than a bye week or injury bench depth type of situation right now. I just feel there's... T- plus, you got to figure Josh Allen at the goal line is an option to run it in as well. So there's just too much muddle, muddiness in that backfield. And when we look at the other... Pieces, Stefan Davis obviously, cream of the crop. Emmanuel Sanders, I was thinking on this, and Sanders at this point in his career, in a PPR-only fantasy format, as maybe a flex, like maybe a flex, is the highest I would go, and probably just, again, a bench-step guy. Cole Beasley, who the heck knows what's going on with him. I, I'm not touching him based on the whole COVID stuff. Um, the guys who are on, behind them, Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie. I personally am more bullish on Davis, uh, but it might be a case where when you get into those, those third, fourth options that Davis and McKenzie could sort of cannibalize each other when it comes to touches. You know, you'll, you'll see. I, I have a feeling we might be chasing Davis or McKenzie off waiver-wise. Davis will have a big week. Okay, I'll go get him. And then McKenzie the following week. Okay, well, he has a big touchdown. All right, drop him. Go, go get the other guy. I, I feel that's where we're sort of at with those two at tight end they're just not really using this offense if anything uh, dawson knox no like jacob hollister has interested me in the past as a flyer as if something happens to knox i like his offensive potential better than Knox. but we've just seen in this offense offensively they're just not used that much so i think you got to sort of pass on the tight end side as well when it comes to the buffalo bills
1: yeah, I think that's really the the trick here with the Bills. I think you really need to be aiming for those top-tier guys on the Bills because there isn't necessarily enough to go around for those guys to be feed or for those guys to be fed on a regular basis. Like you said, maybe Gabe Davis will pop a few weeks, but to have him on your roster week in, week out, he's probably not going to be your answer. And unless you have a Stefan Diggs or you have Josh Allen. None of the other guys are going to give you that kind of consistency, of course, Cole Beasley will, but outside of that, there really isn't a lot because it's going to get shared amongst them, and they're each going to have their weeks. Isaiah McKenzie will sometimes have his weeks. I completely agree with you with the tight end situation. Look, firstly, they don't really use them, and second of all, I just don't think any of them are that good. I get yeah. completely wrong no, about I'm Dawson like- Knox, but I have not been impressed with him in what he's accomplished so far. His rookie season, he looked really good. After that, he's done nothing but take a step further down every single year. This is his third year. This is usually the year the tight ends get a lot more comfortable. I just don't know if he really is that number one tight end. I guess we're going to find out this year or next year. Regardless, I think when you look at the Bills overall in a fantasy perspective, you really want to be going after the top dogs. And if you can pick up another guy here or there over waivers, it's, I guess, worth your time. But like you said, really, you want to be aiming for the top guys on the Bills. When we look at the Bills quarterback situation, of course, we know Josh Allen is leading the pack. We know that he is going to be starting every game, barring injury. But there is a battle going on for the third or fourth spot. And it appears that Jake Fromm, who I thought the Bills really liked because they did draft him in the fifth round just a year ago. They don't seem to like him, given the fact that he was actually playing after Davis Webb in their first preseason game. I don't know if you watched the game at all or if you saw the highlights. I found that Jake Fromm looked a little nervous and I would say his performance was underwhelming even though the Bills did win and he carried them at the end. Overall, he didn't look very comfortable. Do you think that Jake Fromm has a shot to stay a part of the Bills organization? Is he just going to get cut?
0: Is anyone else even going to give him a shot? I personally was not impressed with Jake Fromm coming out of the draft. Just... Not, not impressed with him from the collegiate side necessarily overall with the quality of competition. And then the fit with the Buffalo Bills. To me, it always matters what is the fit. Because if you get a guy who, let's, let's be honest, Mitchell Trubisky, you don't want him starting for your football team. But if you're looking at a perfect match as far as a, a lower end, a poor man's Josh Allen from size, from mobility to arm talent, Mitch Trubisky matches perfectly with what the Bills are doing in that if Josh Allen, something happens to him, you can put Mitch Trubisky in. You don't have to change the playbook. You don't have to, you, like, take for New England, for example. Cam Newton and Matt Jones, two totally, you, you, you have to have two completely separate playbooks. It makes no sense. It's ridiculous. So here with Mitch Trubisky, you have the, the again, the poor man's Josh Allen to step in. Now, when we look further down the depth chart, Jake Fromm, six two two fifteen, is that Josh Allen like? Not really. Then we look at Davis Webb, six five two twenty five. All right, now now I'm seeing the dots connect. Now I'm seeing why this makes sense. If and again, if if you're a Bills fan and you're and, and you're seeing Davis Webb or Jake Fromm, something's gone really bad. We don't want to see those guys. Some, something's gone sideways, and it's it, it, there's trouble afoot. But if I have to pick out of the two, which are going to be developmental quarterbacks, they're going to be developmental guys at this point, you have to go with Davis Webb because just of the build, 6'5", 225. You can run a similar type of offense with Josh Allen. If you want to keep the continuity, you have to have guys that can work the playbook and and be able to step into as great of a degree as they can based on that. That's how you develop. That's how you grow. So that's why I never really understood the Jake Fromm pick to begin with. I had just been higher on someone's draft board and it was the best value and so the Bills took it, I guess. But if I'm looking at all of it, Davis Webb physically makes the most sense.
1: It's interesting. It didn't even cross my mind about that, but it's so true. You nailed it. Why would you keep a guy like Jake Fromm who is nothing like Josh Allen, who is nothing like Mitchell Trubisky and therefore is not really going to be able to take advantage of the plays that Brian Dayball is calling. He doesn't have the mobility. He doesn't have the size. He doesn't have the arm strength. And sure, is Davis Webb a great player? Obviously not. Like you said, if he's coming in, you got a big problem. However, at least he can do some of the things that Allen and Trubisky can do. He can run. He's got a decent arm. He's a big body. He's very similar to them, just a poor man's version. So it's very true. Jake Fromm, even if he really showed up and showed out throughout preseason and he still has two more games to do so, he doesn't fit the scheme. He doesn't fit the team really at all. He genuinely does seem like a good guy. I think he's a hard worker and maybe he'll find another spot on another roster or in another practice squad, but it's really true. It doesn't really make sense to keep him around. Even though they drafted him, even though you hate to give up on a guy, he really just doesn't fit the scheme and doesn't really make sense moving forward for the Bills. Even if he flourishes and could be a backup, it's not a good fit because if Allen goes down, great, you have a backup who can't do anything that Allen can do. So it really just doesn't make sense. And it's crazy. It didn't cross my mind. But now I see it it makes no sense to have Jake from on the team anymore. So I appreciate it. You just gave me so much clarity there. Um, But look, Andy, thank you so much for coming on. It was great to have you on. I hope we can have you on again. I'm definitely going to check out UFF. That sounds really,
0: really interesting. And thank you so much for coming on. Oh, hey, absolutely. Anytime. Had a blast. Uh, Love talking, love talking Buffalo Bills. And you can check it out at ufafl underscore UFS or at UFF sports on Twitter and Instagram. And of course me at Andy MC 81 got a whole bunch of great fantasy football content for everybody. So, uh, Hey, I, I, listen, I always, I always enjoy, I'm a Browns fan full disclosure, but I always appreciate and enjoy watching the Buffalo bills and seeing them succeed. For sure. Go bills.